To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning. It's May 2nd, 2022, and this is 5-Minute Daily Devotionals with Religionless Christianity. This morning, and really this whole week, I'm going to be stepping away from the Gospel of Luke to speak on a topic that's piqued my interest as of late. And, you know, as me and another brother have been sort of discussing faith, and that's the idea of unity through disagreements. And I want to start with a reading from Charles Spurgeon. And Spurgeon says, There is no soul living who holds more firmly to the doctrines of grace than I do. And if any man asks me whether I am ashamed to be called a Calvinist, I answer, I wish to be called nothing but a Christian. But if you ask me, do I hold the doctrinal views which were held by John Calvin? I reply, I do in the main hold them, and rejoice to avow it. But far be it from me even to imagine that Zion contains none but Calvinistic Christians within her walls, or that there are none saved who do not hold our views. Most atrocious things have been spoken about the character and spiritual condition of John Wesley, the modern prince of Armenians. I can only say concerning him that, While I detest many of the doctrines which he preached, yet for the man himself, I have a reverence second to no Wesleyan. And if there were wanted two apostles to be added to the number of the twelve, I do not believe that there could be found two men more fit to be so added than George Whitfield and John Wesley. The character of John Wesley stands beyond all imputation for self-sacrifice, zeal, holiness, and communion with God. He lived far above the ordinary level of common Christians and was one of whom the world was not worthy. I believe there are multitudes of men who cannot see these truths, or at least cannot see them in the way in which we put them, who nevertheless have received Christ as their Savior and are as dear to the heart of the God of grace as the soundest Calvinist in or out of heaven. So that is what I wanted to speak about this week. How do you handle or how do you deal with those who disagree with you on matters of faith? If you're of the Armenian persuasion, how do you deal with or interact with Calvinists? If you're charismatic, how do you deal with traditionalists? If you are a Lutheran, how do you deal with a Southern Baptist? And if you don't know what an Armenian is or really what a Calvinist is, well, maybe me and Nikki will get into that at some point on the Religionless Christianity main podcast, but it's enough to say that you disagree on certain matters of theology or doctrine. Do you hold them in the same level of esteem as Charles Spurgeon here holds John Wesley? Notice Spurgeon doesn't just say he disagrees with certain matters. He says he detests certain doctrines. Yet he still claimed there needed to be two apostles added to the twelve. Wesley is the one they should choose, not himself. So what does your inner circle of Christian friends look like? What does your wall of Christian heroes look like? 
the, you know, the brother that I've been discussing faith with uh, asked me why all the men that Nikki and I seem to reference and show respect for had Christian views that seemed different than ours. And I told him, you know, I'm far more concerned with men of action than whether or not they agree with me on every jot and tittle of doctrine. So we're going to look more at this over the next two days, but I just want to sort of set the table here and get you thinking about how you view those of differing Christian views. And our psalm for the day comes from Psalms 9, verse 9 and 10. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And our proverb comes from Proverbs 2, verse 3 and 5. If you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And I'll end praying for you from Psalms 145. May the Lord show you he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, that the Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. May you know the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth, that the Lord preserves all who love him. God bless.